Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. I would call Freedom Fest more of a conservative uh, leaning event than a uh, libertarian event. But it did. It, well, you know, I would, I would say, say it was like half and half. It's a libertarian event that they've opened up for, to anybody who's interested in paying the much larger entrance fee. Right? There's a there's a difference between a convention event mm-hmm. and a camping festival as far as costs and yeah. things like that. So, you know, there's a it's a very it's very different. Uh, but to use the term event is is broad. So I can't think of another event that I would call libertarian, um, you know, besides those three that you mentioned. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I mean, there's a ton of libertarian events out there. I mean, you've got one coming up in October uh, that you're going to with the Free Cities Foundation in Prague. There's, I don't know, at least a handful of libertarian camping festivals that happen in the United States uh, across a year. There's Jackalope Fest out in Arizona. There's, I think, Midwest Fest or something up in you know, Wisconsin or Michigan, or maybe it moves around. I don't know. Uh, there's, of course, the Libertarian Party that uh, has their events all over the place. They've got their own convention that they do. But that's usually, you know, I think, like a thousand people at the National uh, Libertarian Convention. So you don't if you start to look at events with over 2000 attendees. Yeah, then I think you whittle it down to uh, an archipelago, at least in the past. I don't know if it's its current iterations are reaching those levels and uh and then of course uh, freedom fest which uh i mean i get what you're saying you, i think your argument mark is that the events organizers are libertarian um and certainly not well, everyone I've who attends the porcupine freedom festival is a libertarian that i mean certainly well, not yeah but uh, yeah I, I you have been to freedom fest a bunch of times i went once in 2019 with you right before you know the end of the world with covid and uh and it, is it that was the one with trump no it felt like 50 50 to me that was the one where uh well, glenn beck was interviewing uh was interviewing the gentleman uh Pendulette on stage at the end that was like the big big event and that was back when Pendulette called himself a libertarian so at least there was that <laughs> since then he's decided he's apparently a democrat and uh, joe biden supporter well, um, I, you know, many people have uh, gone to either side with these two crooked old perverts that we seem to um, be choosing between for president here. Yeah. Yeah, it's really sad what happened with, uh, with Penn Jillette. I, I mean, mean, I can understand why somebody says, look, Stal- Joseph Stalin is running on the other side. I have to vote for Hitler, right? Um, or, you know, it's, it's Adolf freaking Hitler. Of course I'm voting for Joe Stalin. Like, I get why they do it. It's just that, you know, I mean, you look at voting a different way mm-hmm. and it's a fair way to look at it. Your vote is mathematically insignificant. You right, might as well apply right. it in a but the difference, uh, way though, that makes you feel good. Yeah. But the difference, though, is that he went out of his way and actually tell her along with him to make a video uh, endorsing yep. Joe Biden and talking about, you know, why he's not a libertarian anymore. So it wasn't well, it wasn't just that, into he that was, other trap. There's another trap there, right? Um, there's the influencer trap that I have to I have to consider the lives of all of my fans out there and choose the person who's right for all of them, as if you know, right? Um, and as if it's your business. But I could say, look, um, you know, my on-air presence is very important, so I've decided to endorse 
who's he, what's it for this particular office, even though I personally would, uh, you know, vote for Aaron Day. Every event took a hit in the year 2020. In some cases, they couldn't even find a venue in 2020. And to Porkfest's credit, it actually continued. Porkfest was probably the only freedom event that happened in the year 2020. So, and I would say several hundred attendees, maybe even uh, close to a thousand in that particular year. And then the next year, 2021, it spiked up and sold out, which was more than 2,000 tickets. The year after that, 2022, it sold out again, and they'd increased the number of tickets up to like 3,000 right? 3, or something like that. And that was the only year I've been, 2021. Right. We went up for oh, wait, one day. 2022, sorry. And it was so many people. It was like a little town of libertarians. Yeah, unfortunately, we could only go for one day last year, and this year we're going to go also for maybe one, maybe two days uh, this year because the feds are forcing me to drive up every day. They're they're not saying I can't go, but they're saying I can't. I just can't stay the night. I can't have a quote unquote sleepover with my friends unquote according to the prosecution Even and their you're objection. Supposed to be allowed to do work. Correct. And it's definitely work. Yeah, it's not a vacation at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It is a working event. We are there recording. When I'm there, we're there recording every single day. And that's why I started the show out by saying that, you know, maybe Mark is going to be joining us a little bit more often over the next couple of weeks because right now, you know, we've got some hosts that are going to be attending the Porcupine Freedom Festival, but they're not there as like full time broadcasters. It's not their responsibility to, you know, stop the party uh, every day so they can uh, do a, a three hour radio show. So, what we're expecting to happen is we'll have some shows from Forkfest and Porkfest. We don't know how many there will be. It's possible they'll get on a roll and crank out, you know, more than one show in a row, or it may be like, you know, every three days we get a full show uh, after they do an hour a day or something like that. So I I don't know uh, what to uh, expect out of it. So we'll find out. But that's what's going to be going on over over the next couple of weeks. And of course, almost everybody from the Liberty community in New Hampshire, I mean, everybody who's not working every single day and can't like get away from their their career is going to be at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And apparently a lot of people are already at ForkFest, which, of course, is the decentralized alternative. And that's an event that started in 2017. So this is, I believe, year number seven of the... Or was that last year? Of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Anyway... Wait, number seven. No, no, of the ForkFest. Fork Sorry, oh, Fork, Fork. ForkFest. Thank you, yeah. Uh, I believe it's year number seven. Well, and I'm just glad that there'll be a lot of witnesses to Arya's shooting. What do you mean by that? He thinks that Maj Torre is going to shoot Arya. Well, first of all, Maj Torre threatened to assault uh, the person who was doing Drag Queen Story Hour in, well, quote-unquote, Well, then when people, said, when people said there will be a million people with guns there, he said, what's that supposed to mean? I have a, a sub-second uh, draw. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I think maybe he was referring to that he would defend himself with a gun against a gun. I don't know if he was saying he was going to shoot the person that was doing drag queen story hour. I guess you could extrapolate shoot someone from the word assault. It technically, I suppose, would be an assault, a deadly assault uh, in that particular case. But if it was a, um, I guess what I'm uh, thinking is is that conservatives are higher on the honor spectrum, right? And if a conservative says they're going to do something, expect it. Right? I wouldn't believe a conservative who says they're going to do anything any more than anyone else. Yeah, like. 
conservatives are the ones that are like, our schools are pedophiling our children. And then they continue sending their kids to public school (laughs) in most of the country. Yeah, they're full of it. I mean, they're just puffing themselves up just like a big tough guy. I mean, I I don't believe it for a moment. Do you kind of see the the issue that conservatives uh, have here? So let me encapsulate it. Here's here's a statement. The statement is is that any place, whether that's virtual or real, that is not explicitly hostile to the left will be taken over by it. Um. No, I think that's no. ridiculous. I, it's like okay. Alex uh, Weed. He called in and he said, basically, we all believe in the non-aggression principle, but. Would you agree that we could have higher principles that that should be the base and then we can all have higher principles than that? And absolutely, I, I think that other people can have those, but I don't think that we all, we need to agree on them. Like, I don't think that Alex and I need to have the same exact identical principles. As long as we agree with the non-aggression principle, mm-hmm. I can be around him. And if he doesn't, if he's doing something I don't agree with, I can ignore it. If if he's dragging me into it, then I could be able to defend myself against him. Yeah, that's the thing where that where the conservative view that you express there, Mark, comes from is the fear that if my oh no, it's freaking normal reality. Okay, but it's fear. You have a website that isn't explicitly hostile to uh, liberal ideas. You will be taken over. That's stupid. That's that's crazy. uh, I mean, welcome to Facebook, Instagram. You know, like Twitter. Okay, well, our site's doing fine. Social.freetalklive.com. You can go there and you can find that. That's not true. Explicitly hostile people. Um, yeah, but not leftists. You can hit the block button. For one thing. And, and if, for one thing, if it, I could say the same exact thing about conservatives. Like, I, anytime I tweet, it's gone down a lot less. But ever, whenever I made that comment to Maj Touré, it was like anytime I tweeted, I was getting like, okay, groomer, okay, groomer. And mm, like, so they stupid. also do the same thing. I, if I didn't, if I wanted to say that the same exact thing you said, I could bring up these anecdotal experiences like, the same way you're doing work and say, well, conservatives will take over I'm telling you. That oh, yeah. You said like, meme look at Facebook. I can probably get someone who says that their Facebook is overrun with conservatism. I mean, when I'm I sure. had a Facebook, a, it was a hard so. leftist. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a hard leftist. I had a guy and, just expl- blame the uh, economic downturn on Reaganomics two days ago on Facebook. So anything can happen there. That's okay. an anecdote. Also, when I, this is not when I go on Twitter, like it is absolutely overrun with conservatism. And also the chat rooms that Ian brought up about uh, the Free Talk Live ones. I almost feel like that the conservatives sometimes are like feds just paid to make Free Talk Live look like a conservative land. It's so conservative in there. Well, I think Mark is saying that that is the hostility he's talking about. He, he's saying that keeps the, the liberals out being nasty. So yep, exactly. what, what's better about keeping the l- nasty liberals out than the nasty conservatives? Let's not read anything into what I said. What I said was any space, whether that space is virtual or real, that is not explicitly hostile to the left will be taken over by it. I just don't understand why you think that, but you can't understand that I could say any space that is not explicitly hostile to conservatives will be taken over by it. Well, no, I think that any space that um, where no, I mean, you know, conservatives are hostile, right? So they can keep their own little spaces until they get banned by the uh, companies that run them, because at some point or another they'll turn into. Bigots. She's making but the Twitter same point is, you are. Twitter is an example it of what I'm work saying. That way. Twitter was what run place? over by leftists, and then when uh, what's his name went in there and took their ability Made it explicitly away, hostile. He didn't make it explicitly hostile to leftists. He, they, they can, see it that they way. can still they see exist free there. Speech as explicitly hostile. 
I don't what think he so. did was he opened up, uh, unbanned a lot of people who were banned uh-huh. and seemed to loosen the restrictions on posting. It stopped being explicitly hostile to conservatives Correct. and then got ran, ran over by them. Go ahead, Skeeter. Hey, guys. Uh, in particular, hey, Bonnie. Hi. I just want to start up. Hey, I just want to start up by, you know, I, I want to apologize for the last time. I didn't make it. I didn't want to make it seem like I didn't want to debate you. It's just that uh, you tend to like steer uh, steer me in a different way, and I I really called in for Mar- uh, Mark's opinion. I forgot to say it was addressed to Mark because he gives me straight answers, and you and the I didn't want to get on a tangent. And okay, so, well, this uh, isn't really a, an apology, and also I, I yeah, don't you think kind of went into an insult so there. You can just go yeah. ahead and ask a question. Yeah, or if you've got say a question for Mark, you have. go ahead with it. Okay. I'm sorry, yeah, I put that in a different way. Okay, so, like, first off, I wanted uh, Mark to settle a quick debate we had yesterday with Bonnie. Uh, like, I just said quickly, you know, just something like, is, uh, Bonnie misrepresented uh, government, uh, that, you know, government does protect some rights sometimes. And I asked you sometimes. for an example of that, and you said you couldn't give one. And that was the entire <laughs> conversation. Yeah, because it, it sounds like uh, typical you know, Skeeter. I, yeah. You ask him to well, nail him down on something, and he just can't answer the question. No, no, no. It's it's something self kind of self evident, right? Like I think it was. Mark. So I want to I want to put this to Mark. Like I wanted Mark to settle it, right? Is there an instance where like cops stop a in progress robbery or deter crime? That's kind of protecting rights. But right? can I just Despite... say something really fast because he's yeah, acting? I mean, he's trying to recount he's something. He's acting like said. I said that has never happened. Ever and I didn't say that and and in fact I think it was Nikki that uh, pointed out uh, I'm sure it's happened. It, anyways, it, it's more incidental than anything. I mean, me and me and Nikki both said th- this kind of thing. Like, why? I'm sure we can that have you could. non-governmental cops, okay. and that's the main why thing would, we started talking why, why about because he can't have that either. conversation. He just wants to say something, go like, "Gotcha." So your your whole philosophy is wrong, and he can't even back up what he's saying. Like, I was like, right. "Okay, just give me an instance, and, and let's talk about it. Give me an instance of a time that." Uh, the cops helped someone. And well, let's surely talk about there it. are instances of that. I'm not that. saying there's not. But, uh, but you know, the That's fact is the market can provide protection services far better, likely, than the, the government can. I thought you were a market anarchist. Yeah, that's. but all I said was sometimes government protects rights. That's and we said, yeah, What's sure, the point of who cares? What you're saying? Yeah, you're obviously trying to get some kind of point across, and you're not making any kind of point. You said I misrepresented government by saying... That they have never yeah, protected someone's rights. Yeah, and I said, yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. they have. Well, you can't the give other, an example of it, but thing. I'm sure they have. But it wasn't on purpose yeah. or it was it was uh, ancillary to the reason that they left the cop office to begin with. Even if they do protect someone's rights, you have to also remember they violated that person's rights in order to, quote unquote, protect them later on. They violated their rights by threatening them if they don't pay for the government services, whether they want them or not. So everybody is constantly being violated, having their rights violated by uh, the state in order to get their wonderful protection services, which, of course, as we know, they have no obligation whatsoever to provide you with. They have no obligation to provide it at all. My experience in Keene, New Hampshire, is is that um, the, the police did everything but say, we have withdrawn your protection because you talk to the free staters to me like they have done they did everything but that like they were terrible they were terrible under a variety of circumstances um i had my car vandalized one time because it was out at ian's house um 
you know, some lunatic uh, threatened my son. Uh, they didn't want to do anything. Nope, we're not going to we're not going to do anything. You guys don't believe in police. Wait, 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 pal. I didn't say anything like that. You're just lumping me in with other groups. Should we hold the Keene Police Department responsible for something that every cop in the nation has done? Because that's a little unfair. I'm exasperated with the idea of fighting statists. And by fighting statists, I mean giving them my energy, giving them my, um, you know, my sacred time. I've, I've got 30 years left on the planet. I'm 52. If I'm lucky, I live to 82. And I'm going to give that by arguing with statists. I'm sick of that. All I want to do is stop arguing and build things. And so, you know, maybe these things will be wildly successful. Maybe they'll fail miserably. But I'm never going to lie about it. I'm only going to say what's true at any given time. So that's what my commitment is to my listeners is, is that I will assess a situation, given a question, I will answer it as clearly as possible. Fair enough. Is this because of the caller that accused you of sounding like a swindler? I know. <laughs> now that I can, I can kind of like you know. He I'm, can't help I, that. I, I, I mean, you know, if the guy if the guy thinks that because I cock fast, I sound like a swindler. <laughs> what am I going to do about that? I, I'm a broadcaster. I, this is the way I talk. I don't know what to say about that. You sound like a swindler is certainly <laughs> a way to uh, <laughs> is a way to undermine what somebody says. But I, I mean, I guess what I should say is is. Man, that's a hurtful statement. Nice. If that was a jab, excellent work, mm. sir, because you found the thing that I value the, the knife. most. Yeah, yeah, it mm. really is. Mm. I am, you know, like I went from a, a person who would exaggerate the truth to a person who refuses to as best he can because nobody's 100% honest because nobody's 100% right. Well, I it's just in your um, defense, Mark. I don't think you said anything swindle sounding that night it was just hilarious and that's why i oh, just yeah. kept laughing and the other Look, thing is he didn't give any examples of why he sounded swindler no. swindler i don't think he was the greatest argument he was the greatest arguer but that doesn't mean that he didn't have a great call right <laughs> yeah like that's the thing is is that we to some extent my job is to sit up in that behind that cage and call out you know people who are walking by to get them to spend money to throw baseballs at me <laughs> right and that guy <laughs> I mean, that's a gonna... fun, crazy job that that guy at the uh, the county fair. It's always hey, what so are you fun. doing, big ears? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Did your mom dress you tonight? <laughs> and the funny thing is about that guy and uh, Captain Kickass. If he were if he were here tonight, he could talk about that because he actually did work as a carny uh, for for some time in uh, the South, and so he knew that guy. You know, like there was that guy was at that uh, you know at that carnival. And, you know, that guy's using the same insults all oh, sure. day, all day long, but he's just so good at it. I mean, just so practiced and just picks on anything about anybody. Doesn't care if you're fat, doesn't care if you're skinny, doesn't care, whatever. You'll find something. Yeah. You know, nice shirt, Margaret. <laughs> you know, <like> whatever. <laughs> Are you talking to me? Yeah. I, I used to just really enjoy just standing there and just enjoying him just so heckling people. I can't people. let this go. Now that we're talking about the guy, because I know that you like him, I, lo I like him. I remember going to the fair and the Manatee County Fairgrounds mm -hmm. in like 1985 and being shocked and appalled that the racial slurs <laughs> that this guy was using, like, and... It's not as though Manatee County in 1985 was a place without racial slurs at all. But the mm -hmm. idea that you could sort of amplify it and 
you know, not get and, shut and down. Go for it. Yeah. But I'll yeah, not get shut down because and, and boy, did he have a lot of young black men throwing baseballs at him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like he was doing his job. <laughs> Wow. You know, like just some things that were, were, were scalding. I'm like, man, <laughs> that guy's going to get his butt beat getting out of that cage. But he's like, what is that, a mango you got there? And then I can throw it at him. You know, like, <laughs> God. I've never experienced this, but it sounds funny. Really? Yeah, oh, never. the world is a different place now. Yeah, and that's like, I'm just trying to. Yeah, like when explain. you said calling someone fat, I was just thinking. I don't even think you could do that now. Just call someone yeah. fat to try to get them to throw a baseball at you. I oh, think yeah. that they'd go directly to the manager and be like, I'm not fat. All food is good food. Right. And all bodies are good. And I demand a million dollars. Yeah. No, you're right, Bonnie. I mean, uh, things are I definitely can't even different. Imagine. I cannot even imagine what it's like. I did that job um, uh, for the kids at Porkfest. Now, it wasn't didn't include throwing insults or anything like that. <laughs> but, um, you know. It was I, all I the all the no f- all the water. unfun parts of getting frozen to death in the <laughs> the freezing near to freezing water uh, that comes out of the ground and in the guy who owned New Hampshire. the thing every time a kid would throw a baseball he he'd hit the target and drunk dunk me oh yeah oh brutal <laughs> yeah I got out I, I did that once the kid worked for it I I did that once and got out I was like screw this I'm not gonna do yeah, this I was yeah um, Sharon Osborne who was running it at the time she's like I am so sorry wow. <laughs> but the guy you know wanted the kids to get their money's worth and I I'm I'm kind of still even torn on the situation I just don't think that I think I felt like it was too much like a participation yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. like giving kids false uh, hope that they're good at something. Forkfest, which is a very small event by comparison uh, over the last several years, is an alternative to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's a friendly competitor. It doesn't happen at the same time. It happens usually before or after uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It started as a result of some people being disappointed by some of the policies of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which had become a little bit large and a little, in some ways, overbearing on uh, some of the vendors, for instance. And so uh, they decide, well, you know, let's some of us said, let's just throw our own thing. We'll do it at the same campground. We'll do it uh, right next to the Porcupine Freedom Festival and have no ticket price. So it's an even more affordable event. Of course, it's also not as well attended. It's a newer event. And, uh, has, you know, no, I don't think it's ever even come close to having a competing level of attendance. But the people that have attended the event have seemed to enjoy it. Um, it hasn't particularly been well attended by vendors and such, but apparently that has changed as of this year. According to early reports in the ForkFest chat room at chat.freetalklive.com from last night, apparently Bumps, whom you know very well, Mark, she was working for you out there in Honduras for a time, mm-hmm. a very talented chef. Uh, she, uh, I think she's got one of the seasonal rentals at Rogers, if I recall correctly. Yep. And so she's up there at her rental doing cooking out of her rental and is offering, you know, hot food for people uh, to eat already. And according to a regular attendee, Gluten Freeman, uh, who's there, he is uh, reporting that many vendors are already getting set up and or are set up. So I don't know how many of those vendors are food vendors. Uh, these are This is information we're going to get probably from Aria uh, when she finally uh, is able to report in. And by the way, the Free Talk Live booth is apparently set up, so it looks good. She's posted a photo of that online, so I presume they're going to begin recording today or tomorrow, and we should have some Fork Fest content for you, hopefully. Bumps cooking was one of the highlights of my mom's trip to Honduras oh, a few really? weeks ago. Nice. Yeah, she, she commented on it. Bumps is, uh, yeah, she can really, she can take not much at all and turn it into something healthy and good. 
Yeah, and uh, and and when there's a campground that is devoid of any kind of food at all, it's it's wonderful to have somebody who knows what they're doing uh, in a kitchen cooking. So that's apparently what was the situation there last night. And so. If you want to check out ForkFest, it's going through the weekend. The Porcupine Freedom Festival starts on Monday at Rogers Campground. Get on up to New Hampshire. It's in the north part of New Hampshire. It's called Lancaster. Uh, Very, very beautiful place to be. If all you can do is come up for a day, it may be worth it. It's just really cool to... um, you know, meet so many different libertarians in one place. I guess I should say it's probably worth it. What would you say, Bonnie? Was it worth going up for uh, the one day that you went up last yeah, year? Yeah, it was yeah. really, really fun. Like like I said, I've lived in places that have a smaller population than Porkfest has. Mm. So it's like going to a small town and everyone you meet is, oh, yeah, we, we already agree that aggression, not, you know, is bad. Right. Yeah. You don't have to. You're starting from a basis of being able to have conversations that you would not normally have in a, say, normal small town. And uh, and it is a really exciting thing to be able to experience that many liberty minded people in the same place. And people are doing various different things. We've got Jay, Jay Noon's going to be up there with Man Camp uh, this year. He's talked a lot about that, which is a really cool event. Uh, there's always all kinds of different food vendors at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And it sounds like a lot of them are getting set up early, which means they're there for Fork Fest as well, which for the last few years wasn't the case at all at Fork Fest. It was, uh, it was pretty sparse as far as people being willing to sell some food. There were some uh, on occasion, but sometimes you had to go into the, the into town to actually get some food for, for yourself because there just wasn't that much uh, when we did Fork Fest after the Porcupine Freedom Festival. But last year, people decided, all right, let's go and move it beforehand again. So it was the first three years Fork Fest was before uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And then the, the most recent three years, it was after and that kind of had its own um, ups and downs. Like beforehand, when we first when we first did it beforehand, there was this run up to uh, Pork Fest, which was kind of exciting. There was a lot of people, you know, coming into the park because people will show up early for the Porcupine Freedom Festival, whether they know there's an event called Fork Fest happening or not. So you kind of benefited from that. Whereas afterwards, uh, there was like an immediate drop off of attendees who were leaving the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And it just became this kind of really intimate group of people that were just staying on for the full week afterwards. Uh, And then it culminated in a very large fireworks show that the park puts on for the 4th of July uh, Independence Day weekend, which was a really cool event, brought in a lot of average uh, people to the park. So there was kind of like a mixing of the uh, the liberty-minded people and just average people that were there for, for Independence Day. The definition of libertine is a person who behaves without moral principles mm. or a sense of responsibility, especially in sexual matters. But the thing about it is everybody who calls themselves a libertarian should be behaving in moral principles. Mm-hmm. And to think... That just because somebody else's morals, morality allows them to run a drag queen story hour, it doesn't make them a libertine. I'm not necessarily saying you're calling that libertine, Mark, but it's, I'll go it's so far as to call Aria DeMezzo a libertine. Aria has, she has a morality, a moral compass she follows. She's a strong she moral compass. I agree with that. But um, she's a hedonist, you know, just, but that's part of her pulled, morality. Okay, hedonist and libertine. Why don't you look up synonyms for hedonist and see what we come up with? Mm. 
I like you know. I mean, just Without, because you would say that the online dictionary that you picked doesn't have a um, definition that sort of works. I, I mean, Aria to me, what a libertine is is a person who seeks uh, sensual pleasure and hopes to not deal with the consequences thereof. Well, I would I would use the word hedonist. I, I'm not trying to just be like, okay. well, the definition says this technically, but I would say libertine is an insult to anyone calling themselves a libertarian, including Arya, so because it means like, that they have no moral compass and just don't care about morality. Well, there certainly are um, words that are mean the same thing as another word, but are intended to be um, different definitions. No, no, intended to be insulting. Oh, okay. Right? Like, there's words that mean exactly this, just, you know, you can use them interchangeably, but one is insulting and the other one isn't insulting. I personally, if I heard the two words, would call hedonist the insult, the insult, the one that leans towards insulting, and libertine the one that is less so. Well, I feel, Mm. I fall really right in between you and Arya's ideas of definitions. Like, Arya is like, definitions are uh, meaningless at all. You shouldn't even bother with them. And, uh, well, wait, you're kind of saying the same thing, Mark. You're saying that definitions don't, I I fall in between the two uh, extremes of that. I would would say this, is, is that if you I, I just think you're using um, words. To solve, if you attempt to attempt to solve a dispute, I, I, I will uh, defend you in this very quickly, um, Bonnie. Uh, if if it wasn't for semantic arguments, Free Talk Live wouldn't exist. <laughs> um, so okay, I'm, I'm up I'm, and on board with semantic arguments. However, um, just because tickety 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 in the course of a conversation, the dictionary.com comes up and the definition says this, that that's not like you we've just allowed some 25 year old graduate student to determine what the definition of a given word well, is. I automatically knew it was insulting and I knew that the definition would pull that up. I just wanted to make sure before I said anything out loud. I mean, well, the thing is, like, I think you're just using words and saying, well, it means what I think it means. And it's basically the same well, argument Arya exactly makes, and I don't, right. like, I, mean, I don't like that. that I, that's, I, what a na- that's what a native speaker of a language does, right? Like, they don't look up every word and then um, piece them together for every sen- sentence. But um, I did look up 16 synonyms and antonyms for hedonist. Would you like to hear some of them? No, it's in there for sure. Okay. I, uh, I checked that. <laughs> well, yeah, because uh, they give you very loose like synonyms. Like maybe you're looking for this. It doesn't mean that these two things mean the same exact well, thing. I would say gourmand is a loose synonym for hedonist. And what but does I'd it mean? say libertine is a pretty tight synonym for hedonist. I just know that if the thing about it is when somebody insults me with it on Twitter, when they say libertarianism isn't libertinism, they're but it kind of is. Libertarianism have... should defend the libertines. I See, agree. The, I, I will. I will turn from where you're. You're at. You aren't a libertine. No, I'm, I'm not. You know, I've stayed at your house for weeks. You know, in in total, weeks on end. I know how you live. You're not a libertine. You are a conservative young lady who lives a conservative life. <laughs> End of story. Like you're not, not running around running amok. You know? I think he means as in not. I don't like. I don't know. I I don't think I he think means libertine, sort of like a right winger. Libertine is, in my opinion, involves um, you know sexual exploits and a great deal of drug doing. And you're not that kind of gal. So the fact that you're defending it is simply you're a libertarian defending people's right to act like libertines or hedonists, if that's what terminology you want to use. I consider the hedonist to be a more insulting term. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. 
I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com crblake86. Thank you. David is uh, back with us here in New York. He's in upstate New York. And David, you were going to comment on the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which you said you are going to attend for the very first time this coming week. But you've actually heard of people or maybe you know them personally who aren't going to go. And that's where we left off. Uh, yeah, I've, I've definitely heard. I've heard a couple of people and mostly from people that have actually attended before. I know Mark kind of put that stipulation on earlier, and I, I agree with that. I think if you don't know what the culture is like at an event, you really shouldn't be commenting on it. But mostly from people that have been there before. I've heard a few people say that they're not coming because of Maj. Uh, huh. I've heard no one say that they're not coming because of Bonnie. Well, wait, wait, hold uh, on. Before but, you go on, when you say because of Maj, are you referring to the fact that Maj Tour, who is – Someone who purports himself to be a libertarian, but obviously doesn't understand the, the principles. Uh, he's going to be a paid speaker there who has threatened to, quote unquote, assault anyone attending a drag queen story hour. Is it specifically because of his threat or is it because they just don't like Maj and they don't want to attend an event that would have him speak? Uh, I don't for the most of part, they were they're people that already didn't like him, but the threat was the final straw of mm. like, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I, I feel like people that already didn't like him felt like now they actually had a really strong, purely libertarian reason for why he didn't belong there. Sure, I think him supporting reparations is a good enough purely libertarian reason to not like him and want him to speak there. Yeah, but just because but you also, don't like somebody who's speaking Reparations there. are potentially libertarian. I don't see why they wouldn't be. Well, he thinks yeah, that the federal government, as it stands right now, should be giving reparations. Sorry, David. Yeah, it's not very libertarian. Didn't the federal ex- uh, government exist in 18, uh, uh, 1789 when okay, slavery existed? Okay, but did I, the, the taxpayer, for example, exist? Well, that's a different story. Well, that's you can the leave the United States anytime you want and stop paying taxes there. It's not libertarian to argue that the government owns me, Mark, and you've tried a million times, and you failed. I don't know why you continue to think that they you think but it doesn't you matter you have I mean, to pay the taxes right yeah tell that you to my jury have to, yeah yeah um anyway under threat well, of violence well then then th- at that point if you take that position that we shall vote for and against or we shall support or not support the as far as i'm concerned this federal government is right, an organization. i don't want to go too far off into the weeds here we got david on the line he's calling about pork fest let's let's keep it focused on this you can come back to it later mark if uh, if you really think it's important Fair enough uh, but David, you were saying that these people are upset because Maj had made a threat. Does that mean that they are upset because the event didn't ban Maj and that's why they don't want to attend? Or are they actually afraid that Maj might shoot them? Uh, are they are they liberal, like liberal leaning uh, people? Or I mean, can you flesh this out a little bit more? Uh, I don't know. I don't know of anyone that's actually afraid of Maj in mm-hmm. in reality. Uh, it was more just the you know I'm not going to give my money to an event that's then going to give some of that back to someone like Maj Dre. Okay. Well, really right. interesting to me because I hadn't heard anyone say that so far. Mm-hmm. Most people have been just like, "Shut up, groomer!" in response to this whole thing to me. <laughs> 
Well, I have this is the ongoing that. argument: is, is the libertarians um, at these festivals is the libertarians versus the conservatives, and you know the the ways that they have difficulty getting along. And I think that you know when the pork fest when pork fest decided to hang hard right and ban Ian, there were a lot of people who decided not to go mm-hmm. ever again. Yep, and that's true. Some of some of which have never been back. And yep, I true. think that it, you know it's a it's a people hold grudges hard. Yeah, well, it's true. I mean, I I'm holding grudge. Yeah, I don't think he should. But I haven't uh, heard. Well, I do. haven't heard an apology. I'm happy to forgive, yeah. but I like to hear apologies before. Oh I no, do. no, David. I mean, uh, Dennis Pratt thinks that we should worship at his feet and think anything that he does as uh, acceptable because he let Ian back in. He was one of the ones that helped Ian uh, be welcomed back in. So therefore, any. Uh, you know, action he takes now that we're criticizing, we shouldn't even be criticizing him because we should be grateful. David, you were trying to get at something there before Mark uh, jumped in. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, I've heard, I only heard like two or three people talk about Maj. I've heard at least four or five say they're not coming because of RFK's gun-free zone. Hmm. Uh, yeah. And yeah, for listeners like, that don't know, I think we should, um, I guess, yeah. flesh that out a bit. So RFK Jr., the uh, Democrat presidential candidate, was invited to speak, along with some other uh, Republican presidential candidates, which I think is a huge error for uh, for the festival. But uh, people really zeroed in on the fact that, uh, not the fact that these people are speaking from the main stage, but the fact that they, uh, in the case of RFK, have a deal with the Porcupine Freedom Festival which will prohibit people from carrying guns into the speaking area, which is the pavilion, uh, sort of the largest stage at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And that that really did cause a lot of controversy uh, surrounding the event. You do not go to a libertarian event and and tell people, well, the conservatives are here and y'all are going to behave. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Really? Like whoever did this was breathtakingly ignorant of how Porkfest works. Well, some of them just simply said they weren't going to attend at all, even if there was a chance that Drag Queen Story Hour could happen, even though I pointed out to them, hey, look, there's another five dozen events going on all at the same time. Your children do not have to be at the Drag Queen Story Hour. In fact, it's intended for people who want to attend. So you can just be somewhere else. Oh, well, my kids run around the park and I don't have to know what they're doing at any given time. So they, they might could just see one. They, they might see one. Yes, it wasn't. You're, the, you're it wasn't responsible for your kids behavior. And, and you always have been. No doubt. OK, but the point so and when we when we drilled down with them, even if they were to stay with their kids at the you know all times and monitor them at all times, they were simply worried that they would see a drag queen walking through the park, not even so much giving drag queen story hour, but just the fact that a drag queen would be visible at the Porcupine Freedom Festival was enough to scare these people. And I'm glad I'm not I'm not criticizing their decision. Please do not come to the Porcupine Freedom Festival if you cannot allow other people their freedoms. You don't belong. Conservatives, if you are not at least open-minded enough to allow other people to express their freedoms how they want to, you cannot handle the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and you should go to some conservative, stuffy, boring church event, okay? so strange. I mean, when I was a kid, we had people like Dame Edna, and I can't remember what the other guy's name was that uh, would dress up as women and do comedy skits, and I mean, it's very common. All uh, hair metal people. 
basically dressed as women. Sure. Uh, I mean, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> My mom used uh, to literally say, when I was a teenager, I liked the guys that were androgynous. And she didn't turn <laughs> out gay. Well, that's the thing. I think that's what this comes down to, is these people are literally, it's they're afraid of the gay. They are afraid of the gay. And Aria pointed this out recently with the, uh, the fear-mongering coming out of places like Florida and the conservatives down there cheering on uh, gay people leaving and all that. There are literally some people who are conservatives who believe that if their children simply see a person who's cross-dressing, that it will infect them and turn their children gay. And they cannot possibly— Don't look, uh, Billy! Right. Don't look! Right! I mean, that's what else could it be? Well, I, is it you just? Know, like, oh, it's either that, or they're just so afraid of being able to have a conversation, right? Because if Billy looks and sees a drag queen over on the other side of the campground, or walking by them as they're going to the vendor to get some get some lunch, and Billy says to mom and dad, "Hey, how come that man's wearing a wig? Why is that man wearing uh, makeup or whatever it is that a kid Why would is say? Why that woman right? so tall? Yeah, what, whatever a kid would say, because you know kids say the darndest things sometimes. Is it that these conservatives just simply cannot handle having a conversation about this, dismissing it with with whatever insulting conservative uh, invective that they would say to their kids? That's not enough for them. They can't handle this discussion with their kids. Even my extremely conservative parents that I grew up with, it it was just different before two years ago. I'm not even joking. Like, I think that conservatives have gone way off the handle. Like, some pendulum has swung so hard or swinged. Swung. Swung. There we go. Way hard in the other direction because my extremely conservative parents and Mm -hmm. extremely Christian parents, when I was a kid, they didn't just think that I... Like, my mom would watch... uh, I don't remember what it's called. It's not What Not to Wear, but another TLC show with me where a gay guy named Jorge would dress up women and be like, see, you look better in an A-line skirt. And he would, she would be like, he's so cute and gay and stuff. <laughs> she wouldn't be like, don't don't look like to my little brother like he's going to turn gay or me. And uh, I, I remember like awkward things that would be caused me to ask awkward questions coming up, mm-hmm. but in a tasteful way, not like, it's not like my parents just talked about sex in front of me, but I remember this time that my par- my mom was reading to my dad a news article, and it said that someone got raped, and I was like, very, very young, I don't What's know how mean? old, and I said, what's that mean? Mm-hmm. And my mom was just like, you'll learn what that means later when you're mm-hmm. older, something like that, okay. and I, I, for the rest of my life, was like, I'm going to figure out what that means. Mm-hmm. I'm going to figure out what that means. Well, I have asked on the air, and I'm, you know, still find it an interesting question: is why would any drag queen want to do a story hour, and why would a parent want to send their kid to a drag queen story hour? Now, in the case of Aria, I know the answer. The answer is is because some uh, authoritarian conservative said, "You uh, you do this, you do X, and I'm going to punch you in the face," mm-hmm. right? And that's a, to my mind, a fair thing to do to if you don't stand up for your freedoms, you don't have them. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm I understand that particular reason that Aria does did it. But I still don't understand why many drag queens and why apparently parents send their kids to drag queen okay. story hour. I'll and and by the way, one more one more thing. I don't even know if it's true. Like, that's the thing is, is that I've heard things and I've. Yeah, but I, I I don't believe this stuff. I remember the Hillary Clinton. We got her. She, you know, she let those four guys die in Egypt and those young Americans, blah, 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 blah. 
you know, and the system doesn't give a damn. It doesn't hold people responsible. But a lot of this crap is just lies on either side. Okay, <clears throat> drag queen story hours are a real thing. So I mean, there's nothing to disbelieve about. Well, I think they. How many saying, How many have like dildos in a there? Month. But yeah, oh. that and how many are just like it was clearly sexually explicit because I've asked people claiming this on Twitter to just show me one yeah, example no and they can't. No, there's no evidence of that. Um, right. Well, that's what the, that's what the difference is here. Like if you've got a guy uh, who's dressed up as a woman and doing a comedy skit or whatever, well, that's been done on TV for a very long mm-hmm. time. There's movie after movie after movie where they take mm-hmm. big male stars and they dress them up as women. To Wong Fu, turned- thanks for everything. Sincerely, Julie Newmar, the right. best. Uh, you gotta see it. It's if way you, better if, than if Priscilla. They're rubbing, if they're if they're shaking <laughs> their crotch in some five year old's face, that's a different story. No, that's that, that. Just there's no, there's never been any evidence that that happens at a drag queen story hour. You know, Arya's gonna be doing this thing. What if you put a four instead of an A in tranny? Then I don't know if that'll catch you. They might they might have filters for that too. But uh, so Arya announced that she was going to be doing this event. Uh, it's going to be June twenty second. So I believe that is Thursday of next week. Yep, Thursday of next week, uh, three p.m. at the Free Talk Live site, which is RV forty six. Uh, even though she doesn't really care to speak to children, she is going to be having a uh, story hour. And uh, that is going to be... Well, she actually has called it two different things. She's called it a trans story hour, and now she's calling it her own drag queen story hour, even though she would not describe herself as a drag queen. She's not interested in uh, you know that lifestyle or whatever. Um, but uh, apparently that's how she's now promoting it, uh, just because that's what people know it as. But this John Stark News, quote-unquote, which is basically an opinion blog from what appears to be New Hampshire... Then responded to her with a link to their story from johnstarknews.substack.com and the title, How a Drag Queen Story Hour for Children that was canceled in Lancaster, New Hampshire, revealed the details behind a much more sinister plot. Plot. And there's a image that was included with this particular story that is the featured image of the story that comes up as the little preview image. And when I saw this image, I immediately thought, okay, the conservatives made this. Because there is just no way that the people who are actually promoting the Drag Queen Story Hour in Lancaster, which was canceled, actually used this particular image. And let me to uh, let me describe this as best I can, considering the fact that we are on broadcast radio. Uh, it says, welcome and by the way, the design is absolutely terrible. Likely, a uh, liberal would have a decent graphic designer. Even though they say liberals can't meme, uh, <laughs> the conservatives can't do graphic design like the, uh, the, you know, the leftists can. Welcome, Emoji Nightmare and Katniss Everqueer, to the Lancaster Public Library to read to our children and read to is our... That, ch- hold on, before we go on, is that really the name of these people? Yes. Those are their okay. stage names. Uh, so, to the Lancaster Public Library to read to our children children is underscored and read to our children is in bold and there's an exclamation so that alone that sort of exclamatory right, the way that it's, yeah, yeah the way that it's uh, set up is clearly not uh, yeah. a leftist i mean leftists wouldn't say that no so clearly that's it's already conservative but the imagery they include here include uh there's one with two drag queens now maybe it's the actual queens in question or one of the queens in question um mimicking a sex act in a bed with one another and the rest are less explicit but there's that image 
And then they say, a big thanks for organizing to White Mountains Pride and to WMP's local sponsors. And then they put the images of the companies like uh, Exile Burrito in Berlin and the United Way and uh, a local bank. Uh, people that are sponsoring this. And then in small print, it says, be sure to visit EmojiNightmare.com for great blank dumpster merchandise. And I'm not saying the word that comes before the word dumpster, but it's in the flyer. Okay, So I'm not saying it because we're on broadcast radio and it probably would not be uh, acceptable to say that. But that was the second. Uh, you know, if, the, if the first factors weren't enough to, to prove to you that this wasn't a real flyer that they had scanned in, the the fact that they're advertising blank dumpster merchandise on this flyer is obviously this was not a flyer that was promoting uh, an event for children, right? And uh, and so just to confirm my suspicions, I did a Google image search on this particular image, and guess what? It was only posted two times according to Google, and it was posted both on Facebook. Both by conservative people who were all up in arms about this particular event happening. I think it was made by the John Stark guy. I suspect it was made by the it, John Stark guy. If not, he found it off from one of his conservative uh, website buddies and he put it on his. Uh, I think he made it. I think everybody's else. been caught by. I'm sorry. Oh, I just think that I think he was, the other person was reposting it, like already enraged about it yes. as a conservative without having figured out where it came from, like Ian did. They do get into the actual content later on about what books are being read at these drag queen story hours. And they do have a full-on video showing Emoji Nightmare at a drag queen story hour. So we're not speculating here, right? We, we have evidence in this case. And shock and surprise, the books they're reading are indeed books about being a different person right so here's uh the title of one of them when aiden became a brother by kyle lukoff okay so this is clearly a you know trans friendly kids book right this is the kind of thing you would expect that might be read at a drag queen story hour okay so that's the scandal here folks uh, and, uh, and still, hold on. The, hold on. Um, I just want to make be clear as to what I'm hearing as far as a book. This is not a book about becoming trans. This is a book about how people have different roles within their lives. No, it is a book no, about a book becoming about trans. Changing like, who you are. Aiden used to be a girl and now yeah. became a brother instead of a sister. Yep. Okay. So. This is why people go to these drag queen story hours. Aiden Mark. can be very easily a, a boy's name. So Aiden, there's, I think there's they're Aiden's using the boy's name. I, sorry, I think they're using the boy's name. They're just not saying mm -hmm. when Sherry became an Aiden, they're using it. the boy's name. And I, that did confuse me too when I first heard it. Okay, so, okay. but this leads to the reasoning why people bring their kids to these events. It's because not all families have the same set of values. And I know that conservatives really want to force their values down everybody's throat, but some families are more open-minded about these sorts of things, and they want their kids to have that same open-mindedness that they had. And so their thought is, well, let's take them to meet a drag queen. Let's take them to meet people who are different from them. Let's take them to this event where they can learn about these people who are different from them and learn about tolerating uh, and accepting these people who are different from them. And it that took, is the reason. It took me two seconds to find an example of a Berenstain Bears book that does almost the same thing from really? 1962. I just wow. typed in Berenstain Bears book titles, and I got He Bear, She Bear. 
It says the infamous Berenstain Bears book talk about talks about the controversial issue of gender roles. Huh. Oh, nineteen seventy four. I don't know that that's trans. I mean, yeah, it's it gender roles, right? No, no. I'm, I'm not. Like, I'm not saying that it is about being trans. I'm saying that it's you want to explain something to your kids, and they're going to see it. And that doesn't mean that it says the book explains that a man, male or female can be whatever they want to be and are not restricted to a particular job just because of their gender. Mm. There's an example of something you that would have been controversial at the time. And it says it yeah. was controversial really. at the time. Well, it says that it, says uh, well, it, it might, it might have been controversial at the time. It doesn't seem controversial to me to the idea that you say, um, you know, mama, there's there's no reason that mama bear has to cook your food for you every time. Papa bear could do it, too. Or you could get your little bear butt up and do it yourself. Well, you are uh, you weren't even a glimmer in uh, your mother's eye when this book came. No, out, he was. I said the 1974. Egg 1974. Oh, I thought you said it was in the 60s. At first, I was 60s because the first one was written in 62, apparently, Uh, but I don't know why I mixed it up. But anyways, uh, my point I'm trying to make (laughs) is... The egg existed? (laughs) (laughs) It did. I've never heard that comeback. That's a good one. Your eggs existed... Or you you existed even in your grandma because you're... Really? All of your... your Hold on. This this sounds sounds like a bold statement. Go on. (laughs) All of your mom's... um, DNA existed in the egg that was in your mom, so okay. well, including true. her eggs. I that I know that sounds crazy. I I learned that one day, and I was like, that doesn't well, even make sense. Wait, all of the her egg DNA? itself didn't exist. Couldn't be all of her DNA, right? Must maybe have, maybe I'm explaining it wrong. DNA. Yeah, I'm must have to be look picking at up it. some from the father. We have Perry on the line. Perry, you were saying that you consider yourself to be a conservative, but you actually are tolerant towards others. Which is a strange thing well, to say. Well, of course, uh, you know the thing is is that um, uh, Americans we, we 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 have to accept one another, even if we're a different race or uh, or a, uh, we, 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 see we're the melting part of the world in many ways, and in order for us to stay strong and not fall. One of the, one of the things there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, things that we need to do to, in order to do that. But what, what I'm saying is, like I don't care if you're Mexican, black, Chinese. What we all need to work together to make America, uh, like, like Trump says, the greatest uh, country. Uh, he, he he. By the way, there'll be I believe there'll be gay people voting for Trump because they want their families to prosper too. They don't they don't want to be poor and and uh, and uh, end up uh, you know penniless. So, uh, but anyways, what I wanted to mention real quick is like, uh, like males that are, that are going to sports, like women's sports, I'm against that, mm-hmm. you know, because they're stronger. They're, they're, they're a lot stronger. And, uh, uh, I'm, I'm sure against I'm against that, but I don't think there needs to be a law about it, right? Like let the sports well, leagues decide. Right. I, I, that, that's fine. Yeah. But, 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 uh, like, like if you're under a certain age, like 21, I don't believe in, uh, operations on children. I'm against that 100. Uh, percent Well, what age does it? What age does it start? You did say 21. To me, you did say that, yeah. Well, I, I think at a certain age, maybe if somebody, if they they really, really made up their mind and they and they and it, because some of these people have changed their minds over the years and then they weren't really happy with what they did and it's just I, I don't know. I agree I, with I, you, but me. I don't want to protect me. them. It just scares me. I, I think that people need to be responsible for their actions and you think they need to deal with the consequences of those actions. And you know, if you're going out there and taking weird 
uh, you know, hormones or chopping off your junk, whatever it is you're doing, you're responsible for that action. But I think most people um, mm-hmm. out there would say, yeah, but not a child. Right, Mark? I think well, that I the, the main point is be a child. Well, I think it's an well, interesting question old, as to what age. That doesn't answer you what age. Is. Exactly. I, I think the answer is whatever the parent thinks that that child is, uh, because the parent's person that knows them the best or should yep. be, whatever the parent or guardian thinks. And that that's I think where that a conservative, regular... most conservatives cannot handle well, well, nope. just is, that leaving people fall- alone. You guys are falling into the trap. Most by, of the, the sexual, hold on, wait, wait. Most of the sexual reassignment surgeries, and I'm not talking about 51%, I'm talking about the vast majority of sexual reassignment surgeries that happen before the age of 18 are done with the parent's consent, and they are done to children who have ambiguous sexual organs. So if we want to argue this point, this is a really important, this is the lies conservatives tell. What does that have to do with falling into a trap? If you're if you're discussing this as though parents, uh, you know, the the most of the sexual reassignment surgeries that are happening to young people out there are from parents who want their kids. You know, I just I just can't wait for little Billy to be little Susie. Oh, I wasn't saying yeah, that. At I all. never meant that. That's not what's happening. I wasn't what saying that. It's happening. Well, this is important though. Okay. Like the vast majority of these operations that have occurred. In the past, the vast majority of them that get counted and thrown around on social media are simply kids who have like weird sexual organs that are getting, you know, stitched back together in a better, more normal way. Okay, I really don't care about that. Um, All I was saying was if if it's happening, well, what should the government decide? I think nothing. And I think that the parents should do it. I tend to agree that most parents would say not until you are pretty old, like at least it, like mm-hmm. 18 and the parent has no possible way of controlling the human being anymore. But I also don't think that somebody should get thrown in jail if they think right. my 15-year-old knows they're a girl. But I just, I don't think that happens often. And I No, I've, but, but it's the conservatives who want you to believe that, oh my God, we've got to have a law to stop parents from doing the things that they want to do with operations with their kids, even though, of course, there's also uh, plenty of conservative parents who genitally mutilate their sons yeah. and don't think a single th- three days. Yeah, don't think a single thing of it. Uh, so it's like, yeah, just leave people alone, okay? Let families That's make their own decisions. Because as soon as you get to tell other parents how they're going to raise their kids, they get to tell you. If a government is big enough to tell some parents how to live, it's big enough to tell you how to live. Uh, Perry, any other thoughts you want to share tonight? Uh, Just a couple more real quick. Uh, You had mentioned something about comedians a while ago. Uh, The only thing I would suggest is, well, in my case, I don't, I don't, I know they've been doing this for a few years now, but they, the foul language in, in, in these, uh, like Don Rickles was great. Okay. But these, mm-hmm. some of these newer ones that, that you saw, I think... Like Richard I, Simmons? I don't to Richard uh, Pryor? Oh, Richard Pryor was great. I mean, that, that one that he did with about <laughs> the mob, you can, you can look it up on your phone about the mob. It's really funny. No, he was great. But I'm talking about some of the ones they use. They, they, it seems like every other word is, is a bad language. You know, it's just it's ridiculous. It's, uh, it's, 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 I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know who these comedians no are. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.